1: Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Alworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery through Christ with Pastor John Alworth starts now.
2: Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. What a wonderful joy to be with you today. I've got a wonderful guest. His name is Jason Roy, and we're going to get into the interview in a minute, but a couple of things first. Um, we have changed the name of the show. You may have noticed it was Recovery Radio Houston, and I don't know why it took me three years to come to this realization, but this show is really about recovery through Christ. And it's about, uh, you know, of course the emphasis is on addiction, but it's not just about addiction. People are recovering from all kinds of things. And, and the truth of the matter is um, we're always going to go through trials and tribulations in this world, and God has given us a book about recovery, and it's called the Bible, and it tells us how to live, and it gives us hope, and it gives us lifts us up. And after all, the gospels are called the good news, um, and Eunagulion, as I recall in Greek, um, it's good news, and it's just a different and a better way to to live. And you know, we've been so hung up in this society about the pandemic, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, anything wrong with that. Of course, it was horrible with with COVID-19, uh, but there's been a pandemic with addiction and other th- forms of bondage for millennium. And the truth of the matter is, however you feel about the COVID vaccine, there's a vaccine for addiction and his name is Jesus Christ. And so um, we're on this radio show because uh, we want people to experience what we've experienced and that is recovery restoration, deliverance through the power of Jesus Christ. And you may be listening to my voice and you may say, I'm not addicted to anything. I don't don't have any addictions, but I can guarantee you, and I feel comfortable making this guarantee, that, that you have family members, sons, daughters, parents, uncles, aunts, nephews, nieces, people that you care about, loved ones, coworkers. You know somebody in your life that is under the bondage of addiction. And the truth of the matter is, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. We, our society glorifies. We, I was just talking with Jason before the show about partying and and all these wild and crazy things, and and that seems so alluring, particularly to young people. And uh, you know, it, it leads down a path of destruction. So we're on here to 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 tell people that there is a better way to live. There's there's a there's a Jesus came, and you know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is, "If you love me, you will obey my commands." my commandments and the truth of the matter is he loves us so much he knows that if we obey his commands we will have a better life so it's a relationship it's it's b- b- back and fourth john ten ten tells us the thief comes to kill steal and destroy but i have come that they may have life and they may have it abundantly and you know that's something that i've discovered and so i'm on the radio to 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 preach that to to preach the gospel to all creation to hopefully uh make disciples of all nations. Just, God has just been so good to me. And I have a kindred brother on the show today, uh, Jason, who has had some of the similar experiences that I have had and feels the same way and is excited to share his message about what Christ has done in his life. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you, my friend?
3: Man, it feels so good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it.
2: Well, it's good to have you on. It's, it's truly a, a pleasure to have you here. Um, we've just had the most—I I almost wish the— Thirty-minute conversation that we just had was on the radio instead of, uh, you know, it was just uplifting. It's 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 always uplifting to to meet someone that that has also been lifted up by a relationship with Jesus Christ. We we were talking before about how we believed in God uh, all our lives and and even gave our lives to Christ prior to to getting all in. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, J- Jason. Uh, Tell us, who do you work for? Let's talk about that first.
3: Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you to all the listeners. So I work for a Christian nonprofit uh, counseling organization uh, in Houston, in Northwest Houston. It's called Shield Bearer Counseling Centers.
2: And what kind of people do you all counsel?
3: So thankfully, you know, we started about 18 years ago, and it began as a marriage-focused organization. But over time, they realized that so many more people were reaching out through their church congregation, that they had someone who was dealing with addiction. Maybe they were dealing with someone who was really struggling with anxiety and depression, Um, maybe something with porn, um, or maybe there was a marital issue with infidelity, any number of issues. And thankfully, due to our supporters, uh, we've been able to grow over the past 18 years. And um, certainly it's a positive, but you know, in uh, 2022. Last year, we counseled over 15,100 uh, counseling sessions. Really? Yeah. So, and you know, whether it's PTSD and our veterans, uh, yeah. Whether it's teens and really learn uh, learning how to deal and cope with uh, the stressors of school and maybe expectations that they have. Um, certainly, a big one is bullying. What I'm so thankful for at Bearer is the fact that if someone is like, I'm not really to jump into private counseling or personal counseling. We have free groups and workshops. The groups are free; they're every week on the same day and the same same time. And then the workshops are free as well. That's the same day and same time, but once a month. So Shield Bear is really a just a, an incredible force in the community, and we welcome everybody. We have a sliding scale, so if someone has insurance, we welcome them and we take insurance. But for those who are going, man, a counseling session is one hundred twenty five, one hundred fifty dollars. I just can't do that as much as I would like to. I've got to pay the electric bill or i got to get groceries for my three kids. Then you know what? If you can afford $35, if you can afford $18, then we're there for you. We will accept that sliding scale. And we have such wonderful supporters. They will help make up that gap so that this family or this marriage or uh, this, this married couple or this veteran can get the help that they deserve.
2: That is wonderful. So this is a nonprofit.
3: It is a Christian nonprofit. Okay. And
2: it's Christ-based.
3: Christ-based. But I will say we certainly want to lead with biblical foundations in all of the counseling sessions. But if someone just isn't there, they just don't have a relationship with Christ, or they just want to keep it secular, um, we can counsel them in that regard. But we would love to talk to them about Jesus at any given moment.
2: Praise God. Mm -hmm. So— I really love the fact that that you've opened up to so many different areas because as we were talking about before the show, um, so many of these things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling you about my experiences with the Open Door Mission, uh, where I'm going to head after this, and which is also a nonprofit. Uh, we don't. By the way, at the Open Door Mission, we don't take any money from the government because we don't want them telling us how to exercise our faith. And we don't either. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> right. And you know, not, I'm, I'm not talking bad about the government. Uh, if you work for the IRS out there, you're my friend. But no. But in any event, uh, but you know, it, it, there is a separation of church and state That's for right. a reason. And and the number one principle at the Open Door Mission is Jesus saves. Amen. So um, anyway, but. What, what I was saying is is so many of these things like the, the open door mission takes in homeless and or addicted men mm-hmm. and so many of these things mental illness depression anxiety and addiction go hand in hand I mean as 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 we know both being in recovery that's right um you know ultimately it, addiction starts out you know we do it because it we think it's fun early on, you know, we do it because it it does things in our brains and, and dopamine, endorphins, all all those systems. Yeah. The reward system, which, which again, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. It, it tricks you into, into thinking that until you get to a point where you, at least believe the devil's a liar and the father of all lies. You believe you can't exist without it, or you don't want to exist without it. And that's one of the things we were t- anyway, we'll get back to that uh, uh, talking about the, the, how life on the other side of sobriety. is so wonderful.
3: It is. It, you know, I, it's difficult sometimes when, when you're in the addiction to, hmm. to believe, to have the hope that on the other side of it, that life can be enjoyable, that, that joy can be in your life, that it can actually be fun Because in the muck, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like, how is that even possible? And the only way I knew how to come to it was through Jesus. And then you brought up a minute ago about the importance of forming healthy relationships. I think a healthy relationship with a mentor or disciple maker is such a valuable component of that because I could not have done this process alone.
2: And and that's the whole giving back. And that's what Jesus knew when he said, go make disciples of all nations because go preach the gospel to all creation. Uh, be a witness what I've done for you in my life across the world. You know, we, we need that w- without those mentors. Early on in my walk, um, one of the assistant pastors at the church I go to um, said to me, you know, the more you hang out with Christians, the better. And, you know, if you'd have told me that 30 years ago, I would have said, well, you know, now I'm going to go out on Friday and Saturday night. If they're Christian, that's great. But, you know, we're going to, we're going to go party. And there was a time in my life where if you told me you can never have a beer the rest of your life, I would have freaked out. Just like, you know, you told me if I lost all my hair, I'd have freaked out, but I love being bald now. But anyway, (laughs) but no, but seriously, um, the joy now is I will never have another hangover. Amen. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that that's the joy. And and as we talked about earlier, the problem with addiction, you know, the, there's a saying that one's too many and a thousand's not enough. And and you get to the point where you just you just keep pouring more and more alcohol into this bucket and this bucket has a hole in it and it never fills up. And you never get the, the satisfaction that, that you think you're going to. But with Jesus it's different.
3: You know, and the sad thing too is, is you talked about the endless pit is yeah. we're pouring all that those drugs, those alcohol that alcohol into our body. It it never fills the way Jesus as well fills. And the problem and the sad thing is that we we lose so many people to addiction into alcoholism, uh, we just lost a brother um, to his addiction, his alcoholism, two weeks ago. Um, my ex-wife, my 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 daughter's uh, biological mother, passed away just over two years ago. She drank herself to death. And life—it doesn't have to end, and it doesn't have to be that way. And that's why I feel so passionate and compelled to meet with people like you, to be on radio stations, to be out in the community, to be in the prison system to let everyone know there's joy on the other side of it, if you'll give it a chance.
2: Oh, there really is. It's, it's wonderful. You know, um, 70,000 people a, a year in this country are dying from fentanyl overdoses, that one drug alone. Just, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands die every year from alcohol or alcohol-related complications. I mean, there, there are different estimates out there, but uh, clearly, you know, 40 or 50 million Americans, or whether they admit it or not, or have a substance abuse or, or an alcohol problem. And only about 10% of those people will ever get help. And that's, that's really sad. And it is so hard to know. I mean, I've got somebody in my life that it's close to me. She's just in absolute denial, you know, Oh, I only have a glass of wine a, a day, which is just not true at all, you know? And, you know, has lost multiple jobs and his, uh, you know, was, uh, didn't have a place to live and is relying on people. And, uh, you know, is just, just all these horrible things. Her life's falling apart and sadly for for many of us it takes hitting that bottom as we say in order to to get the help but the truth of the matter is is we serve a god of restoration. Right. We serve a god that wants to restore everything in your life. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to have the abundant life and and he wants you to be able to show the light of Christ through your actions. And that is so much more rewarding than that empty bucket. It really is, and not only are you working for this Christian nonprofit, uh, you're attending Bible college.
3: I am attending Bible college. Um, I began that process in late um, 2015. You know, I gave my life to Christ in 2000, as I mentioned earlier. Off air, Um, I I was never mentored or disciple, and I didn't. And I'm not blaming anybody. I didn't. I just thought I was a saved Christian, so I just thought I was going to go through the motions. And hey, I'm a Christian, and I'll go to church uh, once in a while and tithe here and there. But when I rededicated my life wholesomely to Christ in 2015, uh, really amazing mentors came into my life. One of the first was um, a local um, uh, ministry founder. Uh, he he founded Eyes on Me Incorporated. His name, He goes by Trey Nine. His name is Bobby Herring. And he really poured into me, and so many others have joined the ranks since then to pour into me. And So Bible college, for me, I wanted to absorb and learn so much more. It wasn't for me necessarily about the education. It was about the fact that sometimes it's difficult for me to learn as I'm just reading something, but when I have a chance to really talk with a professor and talk with other students and dive into it and research the material, for me and my learning style, I was able to absorb more because I wanted it to be applicable. As you said a second ago, we need to go out and preach the gospel to all nations, to all generations. Yeah. For me, I'm kind of a bit of a slow study, and that process was going to take time. So I'm grateful I'm near the end of my Bible college, and I just want to be used as the hand and feet of Jesus because I I know what he's done in my life, and for some others who are a part of my life, amazing people, and without Jesus, um, it would never have happened. And the discipleship part of it was a big factor as well.
2: My second cousin, my dad's first cousin, is in the NFL Hall of Fame. So as a young kid, I wanted to be a pro football player, and uh, I'm not tall enough big enough fast enough any of that so that you know th- that was out so then i wanted to be uh, going into politics ronald reagan was my hero you mm-hmm. know and i went, uh, and i worked in politics as a young lawyer and now i realized that all along god had a better plan for me mm-hmm. he calls us his ambassadors he calls us his co-workers second corinthians chapter 6 you know what an honor to be able to work in his kingdom and nothing has has ever come close. I'm still a practicing lawyer and I enjoy it. And, and my, my mom told me when I was like 12, she said, you know, if Jesus came back today, you'd argue with him. <laughs> I like to think that's not true. But in other words, I was destined to be a lawyer. So, uh, but, but I enjoy that, but that doesn't give me anywhere near the satisfaction of, of like what I'm going to go do after this and, and, right. and talking on the radio and talking about Jesus and how good he's been in my life. And, and if people could, you were talking about, People have a difficulty understanding the other side of recovery uh, of the benefits of so the tangible benefits and the joy and and that 's what i what I want to try to demonstrate to people that there really is that the other side that is so much better you don 't have to live your friends your love your neighbors your your loved ones that 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 are under the bondage of addiction. You know, it's it's very difficult out there to tell you how to deal with them. By the way, if you've got somebody that, that needs help with addiction, you can text me at 832-475-8642, 832-475-8642. I've got both men's and women's uh, ministries, places they can go, and the best thing of all is, is, is that they're free. And, you know, the 28-day program, God bless them, and, uh, you know, I would encourage anybody that wants to go, but the truth of the matter is there's over 80% relapse rates. Faith based rehab, at least the, the, the ones that'll complete the programs, it's it's more like thirty percent. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When the sun sets free, it's free indeed. So that's the other thing. And I'm I'm sorry to be going on and on, but I, I'm just I get so excited about this. People don't want to go into faith based programs often because they're so long. Because it takes that long to be discipled. It takes that long to get your mind right, to get a relationship with Jesus, to learn about not who He is, but also who you are in Christ. And and but the truth of the matter is, if you're 40 years old and you're struggling and you you're losing jobs, you got the rest of your life. Five six months is nothing right. compared to being completely restored and and being able to to live. So, um, the you know and never be discouraged. You know, you you need to treat your loved ones with love. But don't enable them either. And that's a hard line. You know, sometimes they need tough love, but they need understanding, too. Uh, But there is there is an out. There's a better way. And uh, without God, they can't. But without them, God won't. So,
3: yeah, you mentioned uh, earlier near the opening about um, Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yes, he does. And, you know, what he's also insidious, but yet very good about is um, and those who are in their addiction or in their alcoholism, whatever struggle it is that they're having. He's very good about planting those negative seeds yes. that no one's going to forgive you. You're no good. You're not worthy. You're not capable. And all of that negativity will seep and sow other worse issues, whether it's continuing to drink, con- t- continuing to do drugs or whatever the addiction is. And that's what keeps you in that bondage. But we know Christ frees us. We just have to give it a chance.
2: The, the his, One of his major tools is shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. He gets them dogged down. And, 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 you know, God, I'm not good enough. God could never forgive me. I've done so much wrong. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. You know, look at the Bible. Moses killed the Egyptian. You know, I mean, Saul was persecuting Christians, and now Paul wrote 13 bu- books in the in the New Testament. God can use and will use every, anybody if you let him. So, uh, you know, the thief on the cross is perhaps the best example, you know. It's never too late to come to Christ, and it's never too late to be used.
3: I mean, even think about what we're going through this week with um, leading up to Easter, and we're thinking about this time about 2,000 years ago as Jesus knew what was coming in the coming days, and we, we look at even—we um, um, look at who betrayed Jesus, and we look at that situation, and it didn't have to be that way, but Satan and his insidious ways got to him, and— He had to go through that as an unfortunate example, and the disciples got to be there to witness the resurrection. They got to see the process, go through the process, and then continue the furtherance of the kingdom. But we don't have to stay in that negative, horrible, stuck situation. There is something positive and joyful on the other side if we'll give it a chance
2: well look who jesus recruited as his disciples matthew was a tax collector that's right again my friends in the irs no 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 no, but back then that was horrible that was the worst of the worst he was an outcast you know he was not only tax collectors were not only representing the occupying army the romans but they also cheated and stole extra money on the side i mean they were the worst of the worst these guys were fishermen they were rough guys but Jesus transformed their lives, and then he took those ordinary people back in a time when there was no radio, there was no TV, there was no Internet, and and, and they changed the world. I mean, Jesus was only with them three years. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what Jesus Christ can do in somebody's life, and so quickly he can transform. That's the other thing. People think in, in addiction, they, I've made so many mistakes. I've alienated so many people. I've, you know, uh, I, I can never have a relationship with my family again. That's a lie, too. You know, sometimes it takes a little while. That's right. But but God is good at mending hearts. And the amends process that, that we go through in recovery is very powerful. Super
3: important, right? I mean, really letting people know when when they feel safe and they allow us back in and allow us that opportunity to make those amends is certainly a great opportunity for them to see where we're at. But it starts and helps the healing process in our own hearts. Oh,
2: hearts. it does. I was so worried about that. But it was just such a—the uh, love that I received back was just so wonderful. And one of the people we got to make amends with is ourselves. You know, we've written in our Break Every Chain ministry that we that uh, we go into the Open Door mission. We started back in 2015. We've rewritten the Open Door. I mean, we've rewritten the 12 steps. And and that is, you know, we've made amends to whoever we've harmed, including ourselves. Yes. <laughs> you know? We
3: have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. We, we have to allow ourselves— and that 's not from a prideful thing that 's actually a humble thing, yeah. because Christ forgives us, we should, in our hearts allow ourselves that that forgiveness as
2: well and you know that 's one of the things that that we we talk about so much um, in recovery is real recovery christ based recovery is the the forgiveness because so many people that are into the bondage of addiction, they have a lot of grudges, they have a lot of heartache, people, this world is you know people will disappoint us, this world has treated them rough, they feel like they 've been kicked around, et cetera. But, you know, Jesus said, Peter asked him, how many times should I forgive my brother? And seven, which for many of us, that's a lot. <laughs> seven times. And he said, no, seven times 70, you know. So and he's, you know, he's forgiven us so many more times than that. It's not even funny. Oh, yeah. I, can't,
3: so. I don't even want to count. I'm sure when I get into heaven, God willing, uh, I can't imagine what that. That tally is going to be. Oh, I, I
2: don't want to know. But our sins, as far from the east as the west, and that's what people need to, to remember. I've had a man on this this radio show uh, who's a good brother, and he's participated in our our ministry, and uh, he was abused as, as as a as a child, as a young man, um, and um, a couple of times, and you know, it led to an alternative lifestyle and to all kinds of problems and. And he walked away from his dad was a minister, but he walked away from the Lord and everything. And so finally God, you know, he came back. And, um, and which is important for parents to raise a child in the Lord. And he'll always come back. But anyway, um, so a pastor prayed for him for hours, literally for hours and was walking around him. And when he finally got the guy to say, um, this man, uh, Joel, to say, I forgive the abuser. He said, he literally heard chains breaking. He heard the audible chains breaking, and he's been living for the Lord ever since. That forgiveness is so critical to to recovery, and it's part of the process. And when you really get a sense of how much Jesus loves us and how how he truly has forgiven us and how he We've bought, been bought with a price this Easter week. Um, you know that forgiveness becomes a lot easier, and that's yeah, so healing.
3: I have always likened it to exactly that, and I just find it so interesting. You just brought that example up because it was on my mind to even say something so similar. And it reminds me of uh, the Christian singer Zach Williams mm-hmm. and his song "Fear is a Liar." Yes, you know it, it. Fear is a liar, and and in that fear, it holds us back from so much. And maybe most notably, first would be a relationship with Christ. But secondly, the forgiveness aspect so we can break those chains or so he can break those chains for us and get us on a path that will allow us a chance to live a better life.
2: Yeah, because the only person, if you've got forgiveness, if you've got a lack of forgiveness in your heart, the only person you're hurting is yourself. I don't don't care what the circumstances are. You know, Jesus, it was so important to Jesus that he said you know, people came to the temple from miles, hundreds of miles away, and he said, "Before you leave your gift at the altar, if you've got something against your brother, go back and and patch it up with him, and, and then come back and give your offering to the Lord. Go back two hundred miles. Can you imagine before you before this offering be accept- is going to be accepted? Forgiveness is is critical to our Christian walk." Well, you and I, I think, could sit here and talk about recovery and about Jesus for probably about five hours if we, if we wanted to. Absolutely. We've already, we did 30 minutes before the show and now 25 minutes on the show, but we got to go. So anyway, it's a pleasure to be with you. This is now Recovery Through Christ because that's what it's all about. We love you here at Recovery Through Christ, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.
1: You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 5.30. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com.